0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the For the Girl podcast. We're so excited you are here. If you don't know already, we are well into our same, still the same God series. Kind of a tongue twister. -twister. (laughs) (laughs) I know. But we're really excited today. We're talking about God, that God still speaks. This is something that I know for sure Mac has been super passionate about. Of all the chapters that we got to write about, this was for sure her favorite. And I'm pumped to talk about it too, because I think when you learn how to tune into the voice of God, so much changes. So mm. it's going to be pretty incredible.
1: Yeah, that's going to be good. I'm very excited. But before we dive in, should we do some highs and lows of the week? Yeah. And- High loves. I was just thinking that now that you've uh, released the news about your pregnancy into the world, which when you start this series, like we're pre-recording, so it's been out in the, in the world for a while now, Ken's, but you haven't shared anything on the podcast about pregnancy life. So can your <laughs> high lows include something for us about that, about being a future yes. mother? Yes,
0: it can. I will embrace the motherhood just for this one moment. You guys, I'm still like processing... I mean, just like anybody does, but I don't know, just being the pregnant girl is like something new for me that I wasn't (laughs) stoked about at first. Well, I'm stoked to have a child and raise a family, but just being defined as the large pregnant girl is just not the vibe.
1: (laughs) It's so funny, you're so opposite, because I feel like most girls are like, I love being pregnant I feel most myself more than
0: ever like it's so fun let me tell you about today you
1: you are not embracing pregnant life like I I (laughs) haven't heard you tell me once what size your baby is on your app like (laughs) do you even have
0: an app (laughs) no I do I do it's the size of a coconut it's kind of big oh wait I'm proud of you that you actually know that That's so out of character for your (laughs) pregnant lifestyle. I check it every single week. Like, I mean, actually, sometimes I am a couple days late, which I'm sure is a little bit rare. But no, I check it every week for sure. You like want to know like certain things. You're like, why am I feeling this way or why am I not feeling this way or whatever, you know? So
1: yeah, totally.
0: Quite the colors. Okay, highs and lows. Like, could you start us off? Could you just do something for us first? Do you have something? Because you know me, I'm always oh, slow to know. Yeah,
1: What's okay, sure. Way? Well, my low for sure this week was I was so sick this weekend. Oh, yeah. I had like the worst cold symptoms and everything and we had such a busy weekend. So I was trying to power through because I did not want to miss out on the things that we were doing. My sister and brother-in-law were in town. We went to a golf tournament. That was really fun. So my low was just being sick through all of it. And then I think my high has been that has been a very happening week behind the scenes at For the Girl with the release of like some t-shirts and are still the same God book because when we were recording this series, we just released the study. And yeah. um, I like low-key have been loving going in and shipping orders and like being all excited and having fun about it because I haven't yeah. done it for years because the warehouse has been in Nashville with Ken's for the last several years. And now that it lives with me, I feel mm. like more connected to the hype and the fun. So it's... <laughs> I'm loving it. I feel. A fresh wind. I feel like back in my intern days when I would like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> carry heavy things and like go to the post office i like low-key like doing all of those things uh,
0: yeah it is fun yeah. it is fun we've been laughing because everything we've released recently all of our new merch and the books and everything mac is exclusively the model now because she's the only <laughs> one that has stuff in there and i'm like, sure nobody's really caught on but if you're wondering why i have not seen <laughs> anywhere <laughs> it's not and, because i'm pregnant
1: it's not and- it's the funniest part about all of it to me is, you know, Ken's and I take turns posting, but even when Ken's posts anything, it's <laughs> literally something she got from me. It's never her own content or whatsoever. And I promise you, if you looked at our feed today, Ken's isn't in like one of the photos for the last like 36 photos. So. <laughs> I almost just posted this like ratchet
0: photo of me on the feed, just to, and then like was gonna caption it like just to. be I'm on still the feed here. Yeah, I, <laughs> I should do that. Except I feel like nobody really is probably paying attention enough. Um, <laughs> uh, I love it. I love that we both just also don't care and like. Yeah, you guys it's know so this funny. about us already. We're really here to write the Bible studies. We love the podcast. Get to speak some truth and follow Jesus, but. Everything else in between, just the aesthetics and the whatever else it takes is just a struggle for us, so... Anyway, uh, it's, true. Um, it's true. But that's fun. That's amazing. Everything's great in the for the girl world, which makes us happy. You're feeling better, which is amazing. Okay, so okay. Enough about me. You're, you're a part of this too. Okay. I like,
1: I've literally, do you have anything to say about your life? <laughs> like, are you just me? I'm confused. I'm What's going sorry. on with I'm you? I'm truly
0: struggling to think of what is going on in my life. Like, that's been my life for the last forever. <laughs> okay. Well. I I can say something really big. Uh, Hi, Mac Mac and I, I was about to say, Josh and I, Josh and I are closing on a new house this week, which is pretty wild. That's so fun. We are, yeah, I guess a real life adulting. Um, now I'm regretting saying this because not only am I pregnant, but now I'm like buying a home. Like, am I just just <laughs> an old lady or what's happening? <laughs> okay, so that's been exciting. I know none of you can relate. I'm just kidding. Now some of you guys are homeowners out there. So we're excited about that um more to come because we actually are moving out of state which is like a big deal so
1: wow are you saving it for a big announcement no I'm not and
0: I don't know why I'm holding it back (laughs) okay guys should I just tell them now Well, Why I'm not going to force you weird. to. Am I sweating because I'm in this small space or because I'm pregnant or because I'm just nervous after the 100th episode of For the Girl? No, it's uh, we're moving to Florida. My parents live there and we want to be by the beach, living our best beach life. So Woo. yeah, I know there's more to come. Okay, A whole episode about Florida <laughs> will be in the future. <laughs> And then, um, okay, hello low about pregnancy, I guess, is just, yeah. um, well, I've had a really great pregnancy, to be honest, which I'm very, very grateful for. It's been like smooth sailing, healthy. I haven't had much nausea or anything, really, which is honestly just such an answer to prayer. You guys know I've had a lot of health issues this last year. And so I was like, Lord, make this one easy. And it has been. So really grateful for that. Not a lot of loves. I mean, okay, shoot, Mac. Um, probably just that it's. <laughs> oh, okay. A low of pregnancy is you actually have really wild dreams. Like I never Ooh. am a dreamer. I don't yeah. dream. I don't remember my dreams when I wake up. Nothing like that. I wish yeah. I did. I wish I was like that prophetic dreamer. We might yeah. talk about that in this week's episode, er, in today's episode. But I'm just like not. I don't know what happens. So. Anyways, I've been having wild dreams, and honestly, I don't love it. It's just like weird stuff, you know, weird stuff, and I don't love it. Yeah. And also, yeah.
1: another low is that Josh. She's she's it. unleashing now. Now she's <laughs> we got her going, and she's like, "Let it me." Still has share to do with
0: sleep. So so sleep. Now okay. Josh, like you know, part of pregnancy, like you want to be careful what you put in your body. You know, you can't just take yeah. like medicine casually. You can't just always eat everything or whatever and he has like a new client he's working with that sells like sleeping medication or like sleeping aids and he was like you should totally try it it's totally safe for pregnancy and I don't know why he knows this and he doesn't know this so anyways he was like try this it was like this little gummy thing and it has this like melatonin in it and other things I literally I don't – I think I, like, died over, like, an eight-hour period of time. My body – I told him I woke up, like, feeling like my blood didn't even, like, move through my veins. That's how (laughs) asleep I was. And I was, like, the baby – this was not good for the baby. Like, I was, like – I was panicking when I woke up. So that was like I literally chugged water, washed my face at like 5 a.m. when I like actually awakened from my melatonin coma. So that was my uh-huh. love of the week. So sorry, you're bored now. I can tell I can see No, face. I'm not bored. I'm not bored. Uh, <laughs> okay, wait.
1: a couple more questions about your pregnancy that I'm sure people are wondering. Number one, are you finding out the gender?
0: No, we're waiting to find out until it comes out.
1: Okay. You're waiting to find out. And are you like going to be going crazy building a nursery type of girl or what's your vibes
0: there? Nope. You know, my mom's doing the nursery. She really wanted to. She's like, I'll decorate it. I'll take care of it. I'll do it all.
1: So in the new house, she's got the nursery in the new house or the old house. Yeah. We're
0: not moving until
1: after the baby. And
0: so she's got the old or the new house. And when it gives birth in our current house, I don't Speed even think I'm going to have a nursery.
1: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. totally. Wow. Okay. And and yeah. how did you find out you're pregnant? That's the other thing that I feel like people will want to know. So, Mac, you take a test. No. <laughs> i just joking. Like, what's the story? <laughs> like, what's the, the
0: tea? I mean, we were just, um, I was a few days late on my period and we actually this is when we were skiing in Park City if you remember we didn't have a car so it was hard to get to like any store to purchase a pregnancy test but I was like oh my gosh I'm super late so there's a good chance I'm pregnant and so anyways we finally made it to the store I took a test in the morning just by myself didn't tell Josh I was taking it and I'm pretty sure he just forgot
1: that we I didn't know that I kind of thought you guys took it together wow okay Yeah, intriguing. Oh yeah, this is the (laughs) juicy
0: stuff everybody was looking for. (laughs) Okay. Honestly, after like it all went down, I like started to notice things on Instagram where people are like cute and telling their spouse, and I was like, "Oh, really? Is this how I should have done it?" Like, I didn't realize. But anyway, what did you do? Took the test. No, it was like crazy. Like we went skiing all day because. We had met up with friends, so we were, like, skiing all day, and I never told them. I was, like, thinking I was going – the reason why I waited, because I thought I could maybe, like, get a little something if we, like, skied into town or something, but that never happened either. And then this hang continued into the late night,
1: like, 10 p.m. Yeah. Were you thinking about it a lot, or did you kind of, like, get it out of your mind? I think I, like, got it
0: out of my mind – the first time you take a test, it's, like, it's real, of course, but then you're also, like, you just don't, like, think, you don't feel any difference. Yeah. So it's just, like, yeah, what? Yeah, totally. And yeah. then, basically, just I when we got back, I was, like, oh, my gosh, babe, I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah. And I just showed him the test, and he was, like, wait, oh, my gosh, is it real? And I was, like, yeah. Both of us are really mellow people, like, for the most part. Other than me just talking 20 miles an hour on this podcast right now. But typically, we're both really mellow people. And so we both are like not screaming and dancing. We kind of were just like, what? Like looking at each other in awe. We're excited. We've been trying for a few months. So yeah, we said once we hit two years of marriage, we'd start trying. And Lord willing, the thing is coming.
1: Wow. Thank you for that. Thank you yeah, for entertaining welcome. us with that information.
0: I love that. I know. It's weird that you don't go to the doctor forever. And I, I don't think I took another test. I just was like full sending it. So
1: <laughs> I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah, cool. you're
0: pregnant. You're doing the things. So
1: yeah, yeah. a lot of people on Instagram were really asking for a video of when you told me, which I'm offended <laughs> yeah. you didn't do a reveal for me. Like, what the heck? I'm laughing because what the was, heck,
0: Ken? Yeah, yeah. There is no video for Mac. It was. I don't think I got video of really anybody but my family. But I should have got you if I was going to get anybody.
1: <laughs>
0: but also, not really, because she's Mac. Just like, oh and- wow. <laughs>
1: know, it was. I feel like I was like too engaged. I mean, I know I talk to you every day of your life. Like I kind of know stuff, but I didn't. You fooled me on this one, which was awesome. So
0: but (laughs) yeah Mac had known Mac had known the process trying when she probably knew my cycle memorized it you know exactly yeah yeah (laughs) so
1: too involved in her life
0: (laughs) too nosy (laughs) we love it that way um well this is exciting glad we got into all of that glad everybody knows I'm pregnant it's gonna be just watch me get huge though Gonna
1: be pretty yeah fun. we can't wait we can't wait are you gonna give us bump dates on fourth girl Instagram <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> no
0: no <laughs> I don't think that'll happen guys I'm so sorry can you start you, posting yeah, you your it. app can you start posting your app for us what size maybe is <laughs>
2: everybody's like what?
0: is it this week you know like two years ago I didn't I don't have any siblings that have like kids or anything so I knew I knew nothing about this and if somebody I followed on Instagram was pregnant I was totally oblivious of the whole process so I feel like that's probably a lot of listeners you know yeah
1: yeah well it's true well Who knows? Well,
0: here we go. We're building families. It's going to be great. Okay, you guys, let's get into today's episode. I'm really excited to talk about something a bit more serious and hear what God says. It's going to be amazing.
3: All
1: right, for the girl fam, we are really excited to jump into this conversation. As Ken's already mentioned, this is probably the week of the Still the Same God Study that I had the most fun writing and have just been the most excited about, and really it's because I feel like I have been on this personal journey for the last maybe six or seven months, maybe a little bit longer, of really trying to learn what it looks like to hear God's voice, And, you know, I've been a Christian for years and years and years, grew up in a Christian home, you know, have been leading delight and for the girl for years and years and years. But I really feel like it's just been in this season of life where I'm actually getting a real taste of what it what it's like to actually hear from God and to actually kind of live out my day to day journey with God and an active pursuit of what God wants to say, and what God wants to speak into my every moment. And I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm just going to say that it's literally been changing everything for me. I'm sure Ken's, uh, you've heard just like snippets of it, but really it kind of all started for us or for myself and my husband, Tyler, when we Uh, we're introduced to this guy. His name is Jamie Winship. Big fan over here. We um, heard some podcasts that he did, and then we ended up getting his book. His book is called Living Fearless. And we read his book. And Jamie is just this guy who hears from God and lives his life in that active pursuit of God's voice every single day and it just kind of rocked our worlds and changed our minds and our views on certain things and it's been really cool to then take all that we've learned and then begin to to put it into action. And so today just with our conversation what we really want to to talk about and to kind of dig into and just like have a a real chat about is this idea this question of does god still speak? Because all throughout scripture, we see God speak to people and he speaks to people in really different ways, in really unique ways. And we know that God spoke all throughout the Old Testament and even on into the New Testament. But what does it look like for us to hear God's voice today? Uh, What does it look like for us to, to be followers of Jesus, to be people, children of God who actively seek out God's voice in our everyday. And so that's kind of the conversation that we want to wrestle with. But Kenza, I thought it'd be kind of fun to like go back in time a little bit and just kind of share about maybe our own personal experiences with what hearing God's voice has been like. Because I know when we were in college, it was kind of the first time that I was exposed to maybe people who heard God's voice. And I know for both of us, it was a little radical and crazy at times. And I know for you in high school too, but um, yeah. And just kind of how that kind of left different impressions on us. And I don't know, just wanted to start there of like what that journey has been like for you going back. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, it's so funny you mentioned all of that in college life and everything, because I think that's when, honestly, more so an insecurity of about hearing God's voice really started for me. Like before that, um, I came to know the Lord in high school and really, um, In a really radical way, I went to Francis Chan's church, who if you know Francis Chan, he's just like this all in kind of guy. And so my introduction to faith was pretty like radical and like, you know, what it looked like for me is I, I encountered Jesus in this way. I felt like I felt him and heard him and saw him in my life and then started inviting my friends to church and like all these like fun and exciting things were happening in my faith and felt really close. To God and really used by God and connected to God, God speaking to me felt like felt like it was like this cool new revelation, mm. and I was like all about it. And I was in in the Word and my high school or in at home or my, I guess my childhood house is what I'm trying to say. And I remember just like opening my Bible and like journaling and writing so much down. My journal was like my safe place, and just felt like I like totally heard from Him. Then I went to college, and I don't know if some people can relate, but you I, I think I was living in this like a bubble of like of of people, I guess, in friendships. And then when I was put in college, there was like all these people that were so much farther ahead in their faith than me. Or maybe just had stories that were more radical than like mine, you know, like maybe a dream that they had that led them to college. And it was like this crazy encounter with God. And then maybe other people who in worship would just like express themselves in a more like bold way. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, it's like, does God, does God speak to me? Am I connect- mm. as connected to him? as I thought I was and started just have like a lot of insecurity with it all and honestly started to try to hear God's voice like other people were Mm, you know I was like in worship nights, like trying to like I was looking at everybody else and like being like oh what if I like Tried to do that, or what if I spoke up about that? Or, mm. um, I, I just started to like impersonate everybody else, and I feel like yeah. that was when it really got harder and harder for me because it became a relationship with God that was not as personal.
1: Um, totally, so yeah, yeah, no, I feel the same way, I feel like. The desire to hear God's voice for me in college came from this place of like wanting to fit in, (laughs) of like striving because everybody around me was like, oh yeah, I got this word for you or like this picture for you. And like, it seemed just to me, it was so easy for them to just like in a moment ping God and God would just speak to them. And then they had something to share with somebody. And I was like, oh my goodness, I need to be able to do that in order to like, like prove to people that my relationship with God is real too. And it came from this desire to want to prove to people that I was close to God too. And I think for me, that's where a lot of my resistance to hearing God's voice came from is that like I came about it from this place of striving. And I remember even um I think this was like maybe a couple years post-college, my church did this This course all about hearing from God. And I took the class. It was like a class. And I took the class. It was like a six-week class. And I remember that like in the class, and the class was awesome. And I learned a lot of really great things. But I remember like on week three, they were sending us out into like the city. And we were supposed to ask God to speak to us about a stranger and then like go up and share whatever God said to us with the stranger. And again, I just felt like pressure. I just felt like pressure and like guilt if I if I couldn't hear anything then like oh my goodness do I not hear from God or like does God not want to speak to me and I think I have carried that guilt and that shame and that kind of almost like striving mentality with me when it comes to hearing God's voice for a really really long time and it wasn't until this past year in these last eight or nine months where I feel like I was able to kind of like tell the truth about those things and like acknowledge those things in my heart and in my spirit. And that for me is when things just begin to shift so, 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 so much. Um, And one of the things that I think when, when it comes to hearing God's voice is a lot of times in Christian circles, it's very like, you only need to hear from God when it comes to like these crazy ministry moments, maybe like that's like the main times we hear about people who have heard from God. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think, yes, that is fruit and evidence of being able to hear God's voice. But I think that there's something really beautiful when hearing from God starts in a really personal place, starts in a place where like, God has something really specific that he wants to speak to you and wants to say to your heart. And I know when I started this journey journey, this journey. I was flipping through the pages in my journal and my journal these days is just covered with like little things of me just talking to God, asking a question, and then what I hear in response. And I went back to the very beginning of it all and I'll see if I can find it, but it was just talking about how I just asked God, like, God, what is something, what is the most important thing that you want to say to me right now. And what I heard was that you're not incapable of hearing my voice. And it was really cool for me that the very first thing that I needed to kind of like, or God needed to kind of like deal with in me was this false belief that I couldn't hear his voice, that like I wasn't doing it right. Or like I wasn't spiritual enough to be able to hear his voice. Mm -hmm. And that is just something that I found to be really beautiful is when God speaks He often first and foremost wants to speak to the false things or the lies that we've been believing about ourselves. And Mm. before he's going to like reveal to you these like (laughs) crazy things about other people or give you these like crazy words of knowledge, maybe first he just wants to deal with the junk in your own heart that is maybe keeping you back from closer intimacy and closer relationship with him. And yeah. I don't know. I think that can just be something that like like what you said Ken's like so many of us just have false false ideas that I think maybe are the thing that are almost holding us back from being able to hear God's voice in the first place.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's like a process of even just restoring your relationship with him whether that's been tainted through other people and comparison and striving or maybe it's just been tainted through long, dry seasons of really not hearing Him or maybe living apart from Him. And yeah, I feel like you can't always just jump out of those seasons or jump out of your seat for wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this and be like, I have this huge, big prophecy for you. Like, it doesn't just like come naturally. The Lord like always cares about the relationship first, Mm -hmm. like more than anything in our lives. He just wants to be close to you and be intimate with you, be friends with you. He wants to... Yeah, had that like that like first love fire. And for me, it really was that I know restoring a relationship with him would look would look like going back to even when I mm-hmm. first met him, before I was tainted by other people or the Christian culture or whatever it was and just remembering those sweet days of just him and my journal or and maybe yeah. for you you came to know Lord the Lord in a different way that maybe doesn't signify like the the time that you the two of you guys were the most healthy, but wherever you were, whatever season that was, I think going back to that and restoring that is really powerful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I was thinking, okay, Ken and I had a similar college experience. We were kind of introduced to these people who were out hearing from God right and left and it was crazy and it was awesome. And sometimes. Even in my own heart, like I would be skeptical. I'd be like, did God really say that? And I think that's a part of the conversation of, sure, around us, a lot of people can tend to like almost, almost manipulate the voice of God and right. put, put God's name on things that maybe he isn't saying. And and that's a real thing. And, and I, I totally understand how that happens and something that I think we have to be aware of and kind of have our eyes up and look out for And then I think on the other end of the spectrum, I've also been a part of communities where it's almost uncomfortable if God wants to speak. I've just been a part of communities where it's like, okay, God spoke through scripture and that's like all he's going to say. And there, and there's nothing else really. And we just need to listen to these commandments, obey these commandments and we're good to go. And I think that there in that way, that kind of makes me sad because I think that like, there's so much that like God wants to say and God wants to speak into our lives every day. And we talked a little bit about this in week one, but it's like, If God loved you enough to like send his son to die on the cross for you, to do the hardest thing imaginable and possible because he loved you so much, then. Of course he wants to speak to you. And of course he wants to be in an everyday thriving, intimate relationship with you. And so I think for me, for the longest time in my own walk with Jesus, I've been taught to pray and prayer for me always looked like, okay, I go to God and I kind of like present to him all the things that I'm feeling, all the things that I'm dealing with. And then I kind of ask him to then speak or I ask him like to answer all these things that I need, but I never then took the time to stop and to listen, like to actually sit there and say, God, here's a question, and now I'm going to listen, and will you speak, and will you move in that question? And I think that there are so many believers out there who we've been Christians for so, so, so long, but we almost, we don't consult God on that much in our everyday life. Like we think, oh, I think God would tell me this based off of what scripture says or based off of like what my pastor says, then I think this is what I should do in this situation. But it's not often that we go, God, what do I need to know about this? Or like, what do I need to do about this? And then we sit and we wait, like we wait and we say, God, will you speak? And what I have just found about actually trying to hear God's voice in my every single day life is what is so cool about it is that I stop relying and depending on myself and my own ability to like reason and and use my knowledge to like know what God was thinking and instead just ask him, and kind of take on this posture of almost desperate dependence of like, God, I'm not going to move. I'm not going to do this unless you speak. And I was actually even thinking, Ken's about like this podcast episode. I was like, okay, a podcast episode all about God speaks and how to how to hear the voice of God. Okay. So I know like, this is what's worked for me when it comes to hearing God's voice. Like, okay, I could list out six points. And then I was like, wait, No, that's me relying on my own knowledge and like my own Mm -hmm. experience to speak on God's behalf instead of just sitting there and like Mm -hmm. asking God and saying, God, what do you say about hearing your voice? Like, what do you want to say to this podcast about what it looks like to hear your voice? And and I just kind of yeah. gave this sense of like, okay, I need to throw out all of my methods to hearing God's voice out the window because those are stale and those are cold and those are not active and alive. And yeah. if I believe my relationship with God is active and alive. And every single time God wants to speak to me, it might look so different than the last time he spoke to me. But am I willing to not put this box of control around God and instead almost just like free up God's voice to say whatever he wants to in my life. And okay. so, yeah, I don't know. I just think there's something different that, I, that yeah. I'm trying to retrain my heart and my mind to do.
0: Yeah. Well, and you mentioned there's like, it could be stale and cold or it could be like active and alive. And I think that's a really good comparison of just even our everyday life and walking out of their seasons. And I know we all can like adjust them and point them out and it was just stale and cold and we were just it's because it was a it was I'm sure you could look at it and you could be like oh it's because I was just like so routine with my relationship I was going to church on Sundays I was having some quiet time I was you know saying my prayers blah 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 you're doing maybe all the right things but it wasn't even leaving space for for God to speak in a unique way and for Mm. you to pause and put away your agenda for a second and let him do something new. And it is fun. Like then when it's active and alive, he tells you to go places you wouldn't have expected or to say something or befriend somebody or do this or do that. And things become a little bit more of an adventure and you get to start to see God in front of you and at work in front of you. And that's like so exciting. But of course, it comes with its challenges. I'm curious, Mac, as you are journaling and you're like, OK, God, I want you to speak. I'm here listening. Do you typically like hear from him in that moment or what does it look like for For you. Are you waiting on him to speak? Are you like, oh shoot, you're not speaking. I'm gonna go for a walk. Are you like moving on with your day? What does that look like for you? Yeah,
1: it's so good. So good. Yeah. I think um I talked about Jamie Winship earlier, who's the person who's taught me so much about what it looks like to hear from God. And one of the things that he said early on that really has stuck with me and that has just made hearing God's voice so simple, because I think it should be simple. Like it's our father. He wants to talk to us Is he just says, hearing from God is the free flow of thoughts that comes to your mind when you fix your eyes on Jesus and ask him a question. So hearing from God, the free flow of thoughts that comes to your mind when you fix your eyes on Jesus and ask him a question. And so for me, in my time in the mornings, it's really easy for me to just, like you said, go through the motions. But I try to just take a moment and say, all right, Jesus, I'm going to fix my eyes on you. I think that looks different for every single person. For me, that just kind of looks like, quieting my mind. Sometimes I play worship music. Sometimes I'm just sitting there and I'm just, I honestly just say his name over and over again. Jesus, 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 like, will you be with me in this moment? And then I ask him a question. And sometimes the question is like, for example, before this podcast, God, what do you want me to say on this podcast? And then I just allow my mind to wander. And I trust that because I fix my mind on Jesus, that Jesus is going to help guide my mind to the place that it needs to go. And so like, maybe something will pop up in my mind and I just continue to ask more questions about it and continue to kind of like tease out, all right, God, where are you getting at with that? And then oftentimes when that happens, like it'll take me to memories. It'll take me to scripture. A lot of times where I'm like a verse will pop up in my head and I'm like, okay, let me go read that verse. And then it kind of takes, me on this journey where I feel like God begins to reveal things to me. And sometimes I'm like, I think that was me, but I think that I love the scripture that talks about like, we have the mind of Christ, like Christ has authority over our mind. So sometimes God's voice in your life is going to be him leading your mind to certain things. And it's not these like crazy moments where God's going to speak from the clouds and be like... Hello, this is what mm. you need to do. Sometimes it's, okay, God, I'm fixing my eyes on you. I'm asking you a question and then you bring something to mind or you bring a person to mind and I'm going to trust that you were in that thought and you were in my mind. And so that's just kind of been a practice that I've been able to kind of begin. And then I think there's some some guide rails for that. Like obviously when God speaks, like it's always going to align with scripture. It's always going to align with the character of Jesus. And it's always going to come from a place of truth and not from like these falsities and lies. God is not going to accuse you or condemn you like that's not God's voice that's often the enemy's voice in our life or the just like our own belief of false lies and narratives in our life and so I think in actually our still the same God book we kind of talked about some guidelines and some like guardrails almost for when you're kind of allowing your mind to wander and to flow how you can also like check it and I think you can check it with scripture you can check it in community and some other things as well so yeah
0: Yeah, that's so good. And I'm sure practice makes perfect, maybe not perfect. Yeah, practice is going to help.
2: (laughs) And you might feel
0: like the first time you do it, you're like, oh, this feels so strange, or this feels like more my thoughts, or whatever it might be. And but then slowly but surely, I do believe that you'll discover and tune in like, oh, oh, this is what you sound like for me. Or like, this is like what you're trying to say and things become more clear. And so even if it takes just a lot of repetition, it's worth it. I know, I know for some people, this probably comes more natural, just like we were talking about in college, those friends that maybe at first, sparked insecurity in us. Maybe they really, you know, they had a gift of like just hearing from God and like could tune into that really easily, whether they learned that as a kid or later in life or whatever it is. And so you can't compare, you can't put pressure on it. It doesn't have to be something radical. It doesn't have to look or sound like somebody else. Like Mm. the way Matt hears from God is going to look different from the way I hear from God. And that's special. And we have to protect that too. Yeah.
1: I think it's so true. I think if When you look at scripture, like God spoke to people in such different ways. And sometimes it was through dreams. Sometimes it was through another person. Sometimes it was just through his providence. Like things would magically, not magically, obviously, but things would work out for somebody. And then sometimes it was his voice. But I do think that there is something really beautiful about getting really good at asking God questions and then leaving space to to hear from what he wants to say, like... Please don't discount that God can speak to you in your every single day. It might be easy to just be like, oh like God won't ever speak to me like that, but I think that there it's a really beautiful thing to begin to practice because like I said, it's it's saying God, I don't want the control of my life. Like I don't want to just rely upon my own mind to be able to like know what to do or know what to say in these moments. Like I want to be so desperately dependent on your voice. And one scripture that I've always loved, let me pull it up real fast, but in the temptation of Jesus, when the enemy comes and he says, he tempts Jesus in the wilderness after he's fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, he goes after his identity. He says, hey, if you are the son of God, then you will do these things. And the first one he says, like, hey, if you're the son of God, then you will tell these stones to become bread. And I love what Jesus answered with. He says, uh, it is written, man shall not live on bread bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And he's quoting scripture, which I think is so cool. Like we can hear God's voice by knowing scripture, studying scripture, looking for God's voice for us in scripture. But the scripture that he quotes is that every word, man should live on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So almost like In order to stand in the face of temptation, in order to say no to whatever the lies the enemy are trying to whisper over your life, the thing that you can do is to literally live off of every word from the mouth of God, which would just mean to like ask God, say, God, will you speak to me? Like, will, I'm going to ask you, God, what, what should I know about this situation that I'm facing today? Like, God, what should I do about this situation that I'm facing? God, what's the most important thing you want to tell me about this situation that I'm facing? Like to just be women who are really, really good at stopping, asking God a question and then trusting that he will speak And it'll look so different how he speaks every single time, but that he wants to speak to you and he wants to reveal to you his heart for you and his truth in those everyday situations and moments.
0: Yeah. So good. So good. We can't miss this. He has so much to say. So, so much to say. And it is so living and active. And it's a matter of us tuning into that, leaving space for that. And I think over time and- um. Yeah, with some practice and trying this out, you really <laughs> will begin to to hear from him. I was. I'll close on this quick little story. But I was at a con- or a little luncheon recently with Francis Chan, my man. We are the- <laughs> your man. And- he was like up there leading this uh, group of like leaders and pastors. There's probably 150 people in the room. He was on like a little tour across the country speaking to a similar group of people. And he, when he got up there, he was like, I've really been trying not to say the same thing every place I go so that, you know, I leave space for, for God to speak. Cause you know, typically when you're on a tour of any kind, like a, a speaker like this would give like kind of the same message everywhere he goes, but that because Francis Chan is my hero, he was like, I want to really hear from God at every place because I know every room needs something different. And so he got up there with his Bible, and I kid you not, in front of 150 people, he just sat there and he said, All right, I really want God to speak to me so that I can speak what he wants to uniquely say to you. And there was probably like five solid minutes of silence where like everybody in the room was just kind of like looking out the window, fiddling (laughs) their thumbs. And it was funny because it started a little bit tense. You know, I'm like, I'm nervous for him. Like, is he going to hear anything? And then And then you're like, then you're like, this is awkward. And then you're like, Mm -hmm. all the emotions go through your head. And um, then, though, after a couple of minutes, it just kind of became really peaceful. Like it felt Mm -hmm. like the presence of God was just there and that like there was like this hunger for him. Mm -hmm. And then after a little bit of time, he He just had this brilliant thing to to say and he turned to a scripture story that was like in the middle of nowhere Bible and had like a whole message. It was like really, and it spoke great to everybody in the room and it was so powerful. But I think that's kind of like a little bit of a visualization for so many of us. And I left there so inspired. Like I was like, wow what maturity to like maturity of faith to like wait on God like that, like not to expect this instant thing or, you know, even for somebody who had been in ministry so long. And I know hears from God, like he even needed to take time and he needed that space and it Mm -hmm. didn't come naturally. And he was trying to practice that in front of people. And like, I learned so much from it. And I left there being like, okay, I think I need to leave way more space to listen for God. And it might feel nerve wracking and scary. Mm. And it might feel like crickets for a little while. But then I think that's something the spirit of the Lord just working in this really beautiful way.
1: It's So, so good. I love it. I love it because I think that's true. I think we almost have this fear that like God won't speak. But what if we? went out on a limb and said, all right, God, like I will linger here until, until you move and until you speak. And I think that just says so much about our trust in the father's heart for us. And so it really does go back to that week one conversation of like, if we believe that God truly cares, then we know like, okay, yes, my God wants to speak to me. And so, uh, if you are like intrigued by this conversation, first of all, you have to get the, still the same God study and dive more into that. And then secondly, we have a really awesome and cool testimony about God. God speaking in some really powerful and unique ways that we are about to hear from an amazing couple. So we have Haley and Tim Tyler, and they're going to be sharing a fun story about God speaking. So should we get into it, Ken's?
0: Yes, let's do it.
1: Okay, we are super excited about these guests that we have. We have the one and only Haley and Tim Tyler with us today. We have two guests, not just one, but two. And we, we've been saying that uh, really, Tim is the star here today. Oh, yeah. And Haley is just along for the ride. Uh, but these are some awesome friends that we're really excited for you guys to meet and hear their story and We're just going to hear some really cool testimonies of God speaking in some really fun ways. And we know that our For the Girl fan loves some relationship stories. And so we thought, (laughs) we're going to bring you a double whammy, a relationship story and a God speaking story. Everybody's freaking out right now because that's the best news ever. But before we jump into our story, Haley and Tim, will you guys introduce yourselves? Tell us a little bit about you, who you are, where you live, what you do.
2: Yeah, so we uh, we just got married oh, yeah. about a year ago, just under, and we live in Long Beach, California. I do construction and basically work building uh, laboratories right now. And, Exciting. Uh, it's oh, kind of yeah. like my job. Riveting.
3: <laughs> we love that. <laughs> and
2: she is uh, a youth pastor.
3: I am a middle school pastor at a church in Long Beach. I've been there for about five years now, and it's, it's awesome. It's not the same as college girls ministry, but... They'll get there one day, so...
2: She's uh, the shepherd of the family.
3: Yes, (laughs) the shepherd. I lead us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Oh my gosh, that's so fun. No, Tim, you're the star today. You're leading us. It's going to be good. (laughs) Okay, well, we really want to start this little testimony segment by hearing how you guys met, a little bit of your love story in a nutshell, maybe, I don't know, just all the things. How you guys started... We're introduced, and then the highs, the lows, the hesitations, the good moments, all the crazy dating stuff. In the scene.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, take it. No away. pressure. <laughs> yeah, I'll take this one. You'll <laughs> right. be the star of the show the rest of the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, our story is it's crazy. I feel like I was in a season. I was twenty eight. Just like longing to be married one day. I remember me and Max at a wedding together one day. It was actually Ken's wedding. Yeah, longing <laughs> to be married at the married table as we were at the singles table. It's a different yeah. story. But, uh, yeah, I was excited. Was in that season. Was going on a lot of dates with people, just saying yes. And then, um, basically, I was in a season where I was in a huge grieving season of grieving the loss of a really dear friend of mine who was like a brother. And two months into that season, I was with my friend, who had actually was the one who had lost her husband, and we were on a drive, and it was just kind of sad. But what we were doing is we were driving to go pick up, um, to go pick up her son, who was playing at her her sister's house, and so as we pulled around the corner. All of a sudden, I see her son, who's basically, like, my nephew, just in, like, on a skateboard, kind of luging down a driveway, and Tim was behind him, and I didn't know who Tim was really at the time, and they went around, and we just turned around the corner, and we're like, that was the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life, and we pull up, and we get out of the car, and my friend, who is just so blunt in her grief and really brave, um, gets out (laughs) of the car knowing who Tim was, and I had maybe seen Tim a few times in the past, but... We get out of the car and she the first thing she says is, You two should go on a date. And I was like, What? Like, what the <laughs> heck? And I was so awkward. I literally scurried into the house, was like, I want to throw up and like poop my pants. <laughs> and ran into the house. And then she looked at him and was like, Hey, so sorry. Threw you under the bus, but we can either pretend this never happened or I can give you her number. And then he asked for my number. And then we went on a date. And the rest Ooh. was crazy but there is some background
2: let's back yeah there's some background (laughs) yes she said that she didn't really know who I was so two years prior was uh the last time that we had talked and at that time she didn't really know who we were okay but then like two weeks before that we played spiked ball together multiple games on the same team. <laughs> didn't know on was. the same team, somehow, and so. And, and that's the thing. You know, Mind you, I was up. dating
3: someone at the time, so I had brought oh. a guy to party that we were playing spike ball. I'm not sure why I was on his team, but the Lord knew.
2: But what's wild is I kind of knew who she was for a long time because she was kind of in my brother, my older brother's friend group, and um, so I kind of I knew who she was, but didn't really know her that well. But what's wild is for whatever reason she was like. I was always, not like a big crush or like didn't really like her, okay. but I was always kind of like, I didn't really know her, but I was always interested. Like she was almost mm. like highlight, you know, in my mind, like followed her on Instagram and all that, but she didn't know who I was. I didn't follow you back. <laughs> because two weeks after we like all together, I happened to see her and then she introduces me to all her friends, but by the wrong name. And, <laughs> and then, <laughs> so I was like, oh, dang, well, that's kind of a shot to the ego right there. Um, and then, I kept on. Basically, that's where she worked is where we met. And then I was always in and out because I just happened to be there a lot. And honestly, the amount of times that I like would like wear the cool glasses or wear the nice shirt just to pick up these kids from school, because I was like, maybe I'll run into her again. Never saw her for two years. And then basically at the friends.
3: uh, Wait, no, the two years, like Kimmy, Kimmy.
2: Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. important piece. But yeah, right around that same time, we had a friend. It's actually Megan who introduced us. Her sister was uh, actually the first to say, hey, I think uh, I want to set you up on a blind date. And then she basically explained that it was Haley. I was like, oh yeah, I know who she is. Not opposed to the person. It's just not the right time for me. I couldn't mm-hmm. give it a real shot. Um, and then as those two years progressed, that same Kimmy tried to set me up with multiple other people and I was like feeling a little more ready and I was like wait I told you it was the wrong time not the wrong person why don't you bring her up again but never said anything about it Um, and then so two years later um, I was actually at the uh, the, uh, celebration of life of our mutual friend that passed and I was supposed to a month later be moving back up to Oregon to do another uh, season of firefighting and then i just felt like the lord say don't go and i was like everything is lined up like i don't have job lined up down here i'm like nowhere i'm gonna stay all these things and i just felt like he said don't go and instead like stay here take fridays off of work what you're doing now and spend time with um the nieces and nephews of of the guy who passed um and then so fast forward Only a month later, I was watching those nieces and nephews and Megan's son, Foster. And so the only reason I was even in the state is because God said, don't go. And I had no idea why. And then was watching them because he also told me to pursue these kids and just invest in their lives. And then out of nowhere, they drive up, hadn't talked to her in two years. And we get connected and I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Wow, yeah.
3: There's something cool about it not being the right time two years ago. And what's wild is I had no idea, obviously, that part. So for me, I've been waiting for someone, wondering why God's taking time. But then there's another guy, on the other hand, who has been listening to, to the Lord speak and saying yes, where he says to go. And that's where it lined up. And so it's cool even being a few a year to it, being like, okay, the Lord knew all along, knew better wow. than me. We-
1: yeah that's so cool such a such a cool story so many different things of like i love that just both of you guys were just constantly like only thinking about looking for the other person but you were both like doing things that god had clearly called you to and loving other people and then along the way you found each other and i think that's really cool just shows your shared passions your shared heartbeat um, and then obviously you guys kept dating and then now you're married and oh, yeah. which is so cool. So how long have you guys been married for? Almost a year? Just
2: over 11 months. Yeah.
3: We just did 11 months. We're almost at a year, which is nuts. Also to tell
2: What you were talking about just there, not looking for, like, we're just doing what God was saying. It's actually kind of awesome because I really felt like the Lord was calling me to not go out and pursue because I was like, I don't want to waste my time looking for someone. I was like, Lord, you know, I want this. If you have someone for me, just basically make a fall in my lap. Like, mm. and it was so crazy because I was genuinely was not searching at all. So it's, it's awesome you say that yeah. and it just, it just happened as <laughs> well.
1: So cool. And like literally, wow, Tib, you got like the coolest girl ever over here because
2: Come on. I remember just hanging out <laughs> with
1: Haley and I was like, how is she still single? That she's like the coolest girl ever. And night, <laughs> uh, I just mourning? Mourning at yeah, this way. Well. <laughs> that'll be us. We were. We were <laughs> I always joke with that at this at her wedding, she she had like, yeah, the married people all sat together, and then there was a single girl table and a single guy's table. I was like, you could have at least he sat us with the single guys like give that. us a shot you know she like put us in a corner by ourselves I don't know how that <laughs> happened can I an island. yeah but it was awesome I love it and it needed to happen so thank you Ken's actually you're yeah. welcome uh, but she's
3: hiding us for a yeah mm-hmm. yeah
1: uh but okay anytime we do any sort of like Q&A on for the girl any sort of poll the thing that like people ask the most people desperately want to know the answer to this question is how do you know, how do you know, like when you've found the one, how do you answer that question of, you know, how do I know, is this the person I'm supposed to marry? And, uh, I know that's a super nuanced question and that's why Ken's and I sometimes have a hard time like being able to give people a black and white answer. (laughs) but i think y'all story of god speaking is really really cool and so i uh, would love to know what that whole journey and process looked like for you guys
2: gosh yeah that was a big question that i had throughout most of our dating and i didn't know how to answer that question and like prayed a lot about it and was i i just had no idea but what's cool is i remember having several conversations with people and they asked to use, you know, that language, like you think she's the one. And I was like, basically what I kept finding myself saying was, I don't know if she's the one, but I know the one will be like her Mm, in a lot of ways, if that makes sense, because there were, there were things that I was looking for, in a future wife. And like, she fit them. Like she loved the Lord. She put him first in, in her life. And like, that was really awesome for me. And then very early on, she was actually walking with, with some friends who were going through divorces at the time. And so I got to hear her processing through this. And so I got to hear what her heart for marriage was. And like, the weight that she put on that covenant and the fact that it is like a covenant, like you're, you're in, in it, you know? And so like seeing how much she loved the Lord and especially the people around her, how they were affected, you know, by her in their lives and just, yeah. Seeing the impact she had and the love she had for people, like that's what people were blown away by is just how well she loves and I was like, man, if if that's your view on marriage, if that's your relationship with the Lord, and that's what the people around you who I also trust because I know them separately are saying about you, I was like, I don't know if you are the one, but I know you are like the one. Um, yeah. So that's what I was wrestling for a while and then kind of just led, uh, yeah. <laughs> it just seemed like things like started to line up and then I um I actually kind of got to a point where I was like, you know, I want her to be the one, like I want to do, it. you've got to all check mm-hmm. all the boxes. But now I'm not just waiting to try to see if you are the one, like, I'm going for this. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to pursue you. So cool. So, that makes so cool.
0: sense. I know. No, it totally does. It's so beautiful. I know that there is a really pivotal moment for you right before you're about to do the thing and seal the deal,
2: <laughs>
0: the <laughs> engagement, <laughs> if that was unclear. <laughs> uh, yeah, that
2: was yeah. unclear. I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah. my bro. Go. We okay. saved
0: ourselves, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the engagement. <laughs> so anyways, um, but I know there is a really crazy moment of God speaking and really confirming things to you because like any human, when we have really big decisions to make, even though it might feel as if God's like, in the midst of it. And it feels like it's a part of his plan. Just our human nature can question it and wonder and wish. And I know there was like a big confirmation moment for you pre-engagement where God really spoke to you. I would love for you to touch on that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And so kind of my heart, like leading up to that moment, it seemed like the Lord had lined everything up for us to be together. Like I felt so much peace on, on it. And like in my mind, I was very much saying, like, it seems very intentional by God that he's, like, brought us together. But then it came to, like, I think it might have been two days before I was going to ask the question. And I was like, you know what? It feels like this is what the Lord, you know, has led me to. But I, like, was so torn because I was still waiting for, you know, wanted, like, that confirmation. Because, like, unless you know you don't want to like fully give your, I don't know. It's, it's tough. I felt like I was reserving because I'm like, is she the one? Cause I was still asking that question. What well, is a big decision. And <laughs> mm-hmm. as as I was like really wrestling with it. Um, and I realized I was like, even though I feel like the Lord has brought us together, I've never actually asked him if, if I should do this. Hmm. And so I just sat there up in my little sister's room and, she wasn't there. It was just me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's you and your little sister. I <laughs> do
2: you know why that was an important detail, but and I just asked the Lord. I said, "God, I want what you want first and foremost. If this is what you have for me, let it be. But even though this is what I want, I want you to know that God, like this is what I want. That's what I'm saying. But if you don't want this for me, I was like, Lord, take away." All peace right now in this moment because I even though this is it feels so right I don't want this if you don't want it but then I said but if you do want this Lord please give me confirmation of peace so that I can just jump all in and really fully pursue this thing um, and it was so crazy because I'm sitting there and I'm like just <laughs> listening to the Lord just just praying and then. I get this phone call and it was from my buddy who calls me at times like 15 times a day. It's a lot you know. of phone calls. Not, not as much anymore, but, and a lot of them are like, you guess what I had for lunch today? And it's like <laughs> peanut butter and jelly sandwich. We love like, him. Not, not super significant phone calls. And so I was like, I normally would never answer the phone in, if yeah. I'm in a space like that, because I just know they're usually not much, but I just was like, ah, oh, you know, I feel prompted to answer it. I answered it, and out of nowhere, he just says, hey, I just want you to know I'm just driving home in my car worshiping, and he said, I just felt like I was supposed to give you a call and tell you peace, and I was like,
1: Wow Whoa, and, I literally so
2: and I was like, dude, you have <laughs> no idea what this means, I was like, and it was just exactly what I needed to, because even though it felt so right, I just felt so torn, because I was so protective of her heart, because mm-hmm. You know, she dealt with a breakup like a few years before. And I was like, I don't want to go all in and, and not. And then here later, like, no, this isn't what I had for you. So I was like so protected mm-hmm. her. But like, so it just gave me the peace that I needed to, to just like mm-hmm. really press in and like yeah. pursue her with like no holding back.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. It's so, such an awesome, awesome story and testimony of, I think how, how God does speak. Yes. And he does it in these like creative, cool, unique ways, but also just God's desire to speak to us when we ask. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, I just think it's really cool that you guys decided to, to not just ask God one time, like, should we date, but also like, all right, God, now should we get married? And I think it'll be really cool as you guys continue on throughout your life, your relationship, your family will always be marked by God's voice and him saying yes go mm-hmm. and that's just that's really cool and encouraging wow So good. And
0: it's so clear too. I think after we hear God speak, we can walk in confidence then. You're like, you know, we're going to do this thing. Like our marriage is marked by the Lord and the kingdom Mm. of God. And it's so clear looking at you guys now. Okay. So you've been married for 11 months. Well, this might not even have to do with marriage, but what does it look like for you in your everyday, maybe not like in those big, huge decisions like an engagement? What does it look like for you to like listen for God's voice? Like, um, on an everyday basis and looking for him around every corner and just
3: having ears to hear. Hmm. As I was thinking about this prior to jumping on here, I was like, how would I answer this Like to anyone, even people that just like don't even know Jesus? But I think the biggest thing would be making room for him. I think for me, oftentimes my biggest excuse is I'm distracted or I just don't have time. And listening and listening to God's voice and like waiting for him to speak just takes time. It's waiting. And Mm -hmm. I think that's something Tim has taught me a lot of. And I was also going to mention this earlier, just the beauty of marriage, but also just relationship in general, even with friendships, just to learn from each other. I feel like I've learned so much from Tim on what it looks like to make room to listen to God speak and not even just to make room and then like wait for it, but to like yearn for it. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think doing that in partnership together has been really, really sweet, like in our kind of quiet times across our house. But um, I think just seeing that as productive. Like I think so often we don't see it as productive to just like yeah. listen, maybe not even do anything, but just wait for God to even bring something to your mind. Um, and that was something I think for me, a practice that I want to get better at. I was really into it um about a year ago, but I remember before I jump into scripture. I would just sit and listen for God. Um, and I would just even allow anything that came to my mind that even felt distracting to be a sign of like, God's obviously putting that on my heart. And it's obviously like filling a big part of my heart. So even if I'm like, God, I just want to think about you and listen for you and say something from the day came up, I'm going like, okay, rather than saying like, ah, I keep getting distracted, but being like, Lord, thank you for bringing that to mind. Cause it's obviously filling a big part of my heart. And I want you to speak into that space and so, yeah, I think for me, it's leaving room, making room for him because it has to be intentional and it's not always easy. And for me, I have to be encouraged by him because he helps me. He's the yeah. star. He's the star. Tim's <laughs> the star. he's the
0: star. <laughs> That's so uh, powerful.
2: Yeah. And I think, I think, well, not just for me, but for anyone, I, I feel like the way the Lord speaks the most and often the clearest is just through scripture. Um mm. And so, making space for to listen, but also making space to go to His Word, because that's you know yes. the clearest time, and that Scripture is it's alive; it's not just yeah. words on a page. Like He illuminates that Scripture, and He speaks in new ways. You could read the same thing a hundred times, and God could tell you something different each time. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so through Scripture, and and I think also it's I think it's important to not try to have, have God speak to you in the ways he speaks to everyone else. Like mm-hmm. have that friend call and say, tell you peace. You might just get a really strong feeling about something or you might have, you know, a highlighted word in scripture or, or whatever, you know, each God speaks to each person so uniquely. And I think that's the cool thing is because he's a, he's a God who created everything, but He's not a God who wrote the Bible and just clicked reply all, and he wants to speak to you individually at the heart level because he's a deeply personal God, and I think, uh, um, yeah. So there's a lot of different ways for sure that that he does speak, um, but I think also one uh, one big way is, or one big thing when he does speak is we have to really weigh what he says, because we might get a strong feeling or we might, you know, feel like, oh, well, I'm feeling this way, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's, it's the Lord, you know, so you got to weigh it with scripture and say, does this align with scripture? Is this, you know, does this feel like the heart of God? And if no, then you, you probably shouldn't trust it. And, and as you like start to hear more, you know, definitely weigh those things, test, test the words and, and bring people into those words because, um yeah, he definitely want as much wisdom as he can when you're when you're trying to discern what he's saying.
1: Yeah. 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 So, good. so good. I loved mm-hmm. everything you guys shared. I think those are just really, really important things to remember and keep in mind when when like looking for God to speak and, and listening for God's voice in our life. And mm-hmm. this was, I know just encouraging and so awesome for so many people listening. And like I said, we all love a good love story. So thank you for sharing your love story with us. Thanks for having us. us. Um, yes, for having us. <laughs> Man, this was awesome. And don't forget guys, if, if this encouraged you and you, and you just want to dive more into this, uh, be sure to grab the, still the same God study at Um, Join us for the rest of this series where we're just talking about all these incredible ways that the God of scripture shows up in our lives and how he wants to be in this active relationship with us. And so we love you for the girl fam. We love Tim and Haley and uh, we'll be back next week for another episode. We'll catch you then.